You're quite hostile. I got a right to be hostile, man. My people been persecuted. With vice, I hold the mic to vice. Okay, so welcome back. This is the Here You Are Wasa podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dino. And I am Eric. So uh, we're recording this just so we're historically accurate. Uh, we're recording this the night of the attacks in Nice. Yes. So, and we're not going to, I don't think we're going to talk about those. There's no Probably not. no plan for that to come up. So, My sister just got back from there, though. She and her family were just in that area. It's it's just, yeah, okay. It's, yeah, wow. I'm yeah, I'm not going to talk about the politics of it, but listen, Al Jazeera America yeah. did not need to post pictures of the dead bodies. They did? Why am I the only one that's outraged by that? Because I didn't see them. Well, I, I can't believe nobody else saw them. Uh, you know, I'm not the only person in America that follows Al Jazeera America. Yeah. So, yeah. I, it was like know, a it was a it was a crummy like phone sort of cam or a, or a screenshot from a video, but there they were, bodies strewn about in the street. Fuck! I only saw like just cause we you opened the door, so the only thing I saw was like a, a video clip of what appeared to be a big white truck, kind of driving slow and then suddenly speeding up. And I'm like, okay, that must be what. And then I stopped watching because. You know, the number was 76 or something, and I'm like, well, 76 people and a truck equals that's not going to be cool. So, yeah. Like, just the world is on fire, and it doesn't seem to be stopping. So, nope. So let's talk about the stupidity of the Wausau City Council. <laughs> let's talk Where about do we this. begin? I. So, if you haven't been following along... The city council of Wausau decided to ban alcohol consumption on the 400 block, the only block or the only uh, park in the city with this ban. They're banning alcohol consumption before 4 p.m. Right. So a little bit of uh, background. Eric and I were part of the square up committee. And I was part of the courthouse something committee. So we took part in the what seemed like about 10 years of development and fundraising to get the 400 block built. And I believe that you and I were both uh, selected as person of the year by the Wasa Daily Herald. 2011. Is that, that right? That is correct. Okay. Yes. 2011. I have a plaque of some, or I have a certificate of some kind. And really? The, yeah. Because I didn't get one. Oh, well, I got one. I didn't go down for the picture, so they mailed it to me. And I hmm. got a and I got a letter from uh, Representative Donna Seidel saying well, thank you. Didn't get any of Well, maybe I did. That sounds familiar. Yeah, okay, good job. I didn't get Whatever. No, wait, hold on. I, I got that. No, I'm just going to still be pissed. Um, it, hasn't, it hasn't gotten me anywhere in my resume, right, so I yeah. can really care less. <laughs> so... So the 400 block, the, the problem on the 400 block is a, roughly on a bad day, 12 hooligans sit down on the 400 block and are, are ugly, just to, be, to sum them up, 
They're just ugly. And, and as a result, the city council decided to punish, or I'm sorry, not, it's not fair because that's not what they're doing, to curb the behavior of everyone in the city in order to attempt to curb the behavior of the hooligans. But let's be clear, it's only to curb the behavior for the next year and four months. Yeah, because that makes it even worse. Because it'll be all settled Yeah. by October of next year. Apparently they figure these people all have about a year to live, you know. Yeah, so, you know. Taking a step back, though. Sure. It's not just the 12 hooligans that are out there. There's a lot of people enjoying that. I yes. believe you said something about a white linen society, yes. which is just a group of people that together get together on a regular basis and go and enjoy themselves out there. There's people that hang out. There's farmers markets. There's music during the lunch hours on the stage, which apparently smells like urine. There's a lot going on outside of those 12 people. Unfortunately, yeah. these 12 people start there at you know, what, 7 a.m.? I know that I've been down there at 7.30 a.m., and they're already drunk, so... Yeah. So it's it's fair to say that they're drunk when they go to bed, and they're drunk when they wake up, because you got to wake up pretty early to be drunk by 7.30, you know, if you're starting from scratch. So I, you know... I took part in the discussion. I wrote a piece on Citizen Wasa about this, about how I thought it was uh, it was just absurdism at its at its finest. And and the thing was, when I heard about it, I rolled my eyes. Not because I care about drinking at three forty-five in the afternoon. And for, so everybody knows, I don't drink, so I don't have a dog in the fight, really. But we had what upon doing just a little bit of research we have all of the or ordinances in place to curb the behavior and arrest these folks if we want to but the police in wausau for whatever reason just feel like they don't have to you know and, and maybe that's a simplification maybe the police are so busy tracking down prostitutes and heroin and oxycotton and all of that stuff that they just don't have any resources to arrest the drunken buffoons on the 400 block maybe that's what's going on but i'm downtown quite relatively regularly in the summer and i always see two fellas in in black and yellow riding around on bicycles carrying guns without riding past the hooligans all the time on a regular really? yeah there's ride right past like i've been there talking to tyler at malarkey's watching the guys ride past on their bikes and then what i really like to do is now i'm really conscious of it is every time that one of the fellas on the bicycles talks to a kid on a skateboard or on rollerblades or carrying a skateboard you're goddamn right I'm going to say something from now on. Yeah, because they will not miss those people. No, they they will not Having stop. been skateboarders, yes. you know very well that they will not hesitate No. to stop the young kid. Right. Because cops are bullies. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Right. They're, 
they're going to stop the people that they can bully. Exactly. Somebody that's that's bigger than them and pissed drunk, they're not going to stop. No. It's it's one of those things where it it drives me nuts because we can't seem to go one year without some friggin' debacle about the 400 block in the city. Whether it be the $50,000 it costs to drain the water out of the, the fountain or the exhibitor problem, which led to big kerfuffles. Oh, yes, that's right. Or what? Or this thing. Or the, the, the lady who lives above... Uh, who lives above uh, Sweets on 3rd, which is closed now, by the way. Um, I heard. Um, that lady trying to get skateboard skateboarding further banned in downtown Wausau. That was one. She, she, just so we all know, she fought me directly on that one. <laughs> or I, I responded to her directly on that one. Um, and she lost. So, because skateboarding is already banned in downtown Wausau, you mindless hag. Um, but uh, it it seems like we we can't go one year without some round of negativity about the 400 block it boggles my mind and when I saw this news story I wasn't particularly upset about the alcohol ban until I talked to Pat and I wasn't particularly upset about the drunken hooligans until I talked to the, the women who work at the City Pages, I was more upset that... I, actually, my first thought was, oh, shit, we're still talking about this. I don't know. I don't remember exactly how much money we raised, like $1.2 million. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Fr- from From private people to build the 400 block. And it just seemed like no matter what we did during that couple of years, people would bitch and complain and bitch and complain. And it just went on and on, and it was really exhaust. It was really exhausting for me, and uh, so I was I was just rolling my eyes at the at the prospect of more four hundred black related news. What what's Pat's take on it? So, so Pat is our friend, and he's also a city councilman. Um, so Pat and I, like four or five nights in a row, like at ten o'clock at night, we would talk about this. Um, and so Pat had had all sorts of crazy ideas you know like he wanted to he does he doesn't like the drunken idiots on the square and i said well why don't you instruct the police to arrest them and he's like well the police say that they don't you know they have answers to all of that there's you know responses for all of that and i'm like okay well let you know and then tyler and i went and found the the ordinances you know it was really tyler sort of said why don't you look at this and so i did and i found them um, and Pat would, at one point, Pat wanted to offer you could have a one time waiver of the alcohol ban. So essentially, like if Mayor Tipple or former Mayor Tipple wanted to sit down there with his wife and have a beer, they could have, they could do that one time a month. And I'm like, okay, well, and then Pat apparently talked to the police, and the police are like, that's unenforceable. We, I don't, we don't know how to do that. Right. You know, because the police are a hammer. And they look at the world as if it's a nail, and so they can only do one thing, which is to act, which is to stop something. It does whatever it is, if it's speeding, if it's drugs, if it's alcohol on the four hundred block. The only thing that they can do is to hit it with a hammer 
which which means to ban the the item altogether whether it be speeding or drugs or whatever you just if you have if you have or do whatever it is they they just need the freedom to arrest you and who is driving all of this yeah see that's what i thought too i was like who the hell is this and so i you know i asked because i do you, i don't know if you remember this when uh bill brandamore left the police department and just became a private citizen mm-hmm. and tried to get alcohol banned at blues fest right amy altenberg was still the boss at was area events so I, yeah. I was on the board of the event at the time, and we all worked pretty hard to sort of respond. And, and Bill, uh, the people involved came from the AODA community, the um, Alcohol and Drug Awareness Assault Overuse, whatever. The, the, the AODA group came, wanted, to ban, wanted to ban alcohol at the Blues Fest. And Brandon Moore had a, had a personal vested interest sort of as to why he, he was in that fight. Um, but I, so I, I asked, I actually asked the mayor, I said, is, is the AODA groups, are they pushing this? And he's like, no, this is private citizens. And you know, it's the, the behavior of these people on the square is a legitimate problem. And so, you know, you go down and you watch and it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, like I watched Kari from the city pages, walk down the 400, walk down to go to work and they were yelling shit at her. <laughs> like, holy cow, that's actually true because I've never once considered yelling shit at a strange woman in public. Right. So I just assume no one does that. But, you know, apparently people do it. So he, it just, I think it's just sort of observed behavior and, and the downtown stakeholders, some of them just went to the, went to Lisa Rasmussen and Romy Wagner and, and wanted this to happen. And, uh, initially the, the thing was they were going to ban alcohol completely except right. for, for, officially sanctioned events right you know so but they decided they decided on the 4 p.m ban as some sort of compromise so what do you think of the 400 what, well, what do you think of the 4 p.m i think ban? that i think that drunks are are much more well behaved after 4 p.m just from my experience, sure. I think that after 4 p.m., you know, when the, the lights go down, drunks are, are very well behaved. In case you're wondering, there's a lot of sarcasm in there. <laughs> you know, having worked at Scott Street, you having worked yeah. at Scott Street, and my having spent time at Scott Street, I've seen people thrown through windows yeah. at Scott. I mean, I, you know, the whole thing is just, it's asinine really is what it is yeah. because that's when people go out and start drinking heavily yeah it's four o'clock right how is this this is not this it, it's protecting the day-to-day people but it's not protecting anybody else and the problem is it doesn't touch at all on the bigger problem the fact that they're allowing these people to just sit and hang out yeah or that you know, the healthcare center is bussing people downtown, dropping them off and picking them up at 4 p.m. Yeah. Right? I, I you know, that's, the, the, the bigger problem isn't the alcohol. The problem is that we're a, such a backwards community. What are these people going to do? You know what's going to happen in the meantime? Is they're going to go to that little park just across Scott Street Bridge. Right. Where I can hear them across the river 
because they're so loud. Um, they're going to go there and hang out until the river stuff is done, which, you know, City Pages just said last week, this most, the, most of Phase 1 is supposed to be done at the end of summer. So they're going to spend their time on this new river walk doing the same thing. So what's going to happen, or what I see happening, is that later this year, or, you know, spring of next year, we're going to be in this, we're going to be having another podcast about this very issue in a different location. Sure. Because the same thing is going to happen. Or, you know, maybe it builds up. Maybe it takes a few years to build up. You know, if the, the excitement wanes and, and it's just a it's just a thing that Wassa has now and the drunks start, or the drunks or the just loiterers start taking over. People are going to be upset. The people that live down there are going to be upset. People that work down there are going to be upset. Banning alcohol isn't taking care of any of this. No, no, I, yeah, I, I was talking to someone and I, I firmly believe that there, you know, there, there is this sense in Wassa that there's a, a downtown conspiracy, if you will, that all of the resources and all of the influence of the city is is used to to benefit downtown. And I don't and I don't know that that's exactly true the way they the way people portray it, but I do know and it's clearly evident to me that individuals and the in people who live and work in downtown Wausau to some extent want downtown Wausau to remain absolutely unchanged and will do anything to prevent progress in downtown. Which is funny because 95 to 98 percent of them, and I'm speculating at that, but I'm pretty close, I would imagine, live nowhere near right. the downtown. Yeah, exactly. And right. so John at, at Central Board Shop, Tyler at Malark, Tyler, just for example, in the 10 years or so that I worked at Scott Street, then how far do you think Scott Street would have been is is from Malarkey's? A hundred yards, right? A hundred yards away. In the ten years we were there, or that I was there, never once did we receive a official sound complaint. Never once did the police walk in that bar and say, "Hey, you guys got to turn this down." Never, ever, ever. And to say that Scott Street was a little bit more of an outlaw culture than Malarkey's, I think is an understatement. Just saying. <laughs> right. You know, but but we received no trouble from absolutely no police intervention until, like, they decided the police had to close us down at the end. But Tyler tells stories of what seems to be constant police intervention at his bar. Like, almost weekly the police come in and say hey this is too loud hey this is you know people can't be standing out in front yada 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 you know we had we had nudity in front of scott's <laughs> some of us might have had intercourse in front oh, of scott's it's just actually i was just gonna say just that saying, I I'm not, i've seen people have in front, sex in front of exactly in right. front of not behind scott street which right. was a brothel but in front of scott street <laughs> People had intercourse in front of Scott Street, yet no trouble, but 
Tyler can't have people stand in front of his bar vaping, you know? Right. It, so the conspiracy thing makes sense because, yeah. you know, Tyler is is very vocal. Yes. And Tom Berger could have given two yeah. shits right. about what happened in the city. Yeah. As long as it didn't happen in his bar. Exactly. So you start raising a ruckus and all of a sudden. Yeah. It's something, you know, like, like I, cops I, knocking. I believe, you know, it's, it's hilarious because like, so let's talk about exhibit tour for a minute because that drove me nuts too. Yeah. So the deal is, so if you didn't know, exhibit tour was where they would hang art in businesses throughout the community or sculpture or, you know, fine art on the walls, et cetera, et cetera. And you would go from business to business and you would get a glass of wine in the beginning, it's my understanding, you would get a commemorative glass, like a right. like a nice etched flute, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you would walk from business to business drinking your wine. It was like a wine tasting. Yes. You'd get a little spill of wine. Right. It wasn't, you wouldn't get your glass filled to the rim. Right. You'd, you'd hang out with some people. There'd be an event at the end. There'd be some sort of final event if you're the end of a scavenger hunt kind of thing. But it was, it you know... It was great. It was a great idea. I loved it. And uh, the problem was it was illegal. And and it's not because WASA had an ordinance. The state of Wisconsin has an ordinance that forbids you from traveling through public thoroughfares holding an open container of alcohol. Now, my, my perception of this was okay, this seems like an easy thing to do. When people leave the bar or leave the business, make them dump the wine out. Right. But our, but our friend, and now he's a councilman, and he's an or, he was an organizer of the event, dug his heels in and objected to that on principle. Instead of seeking a solution to the problem that would allow people to walk with their flutes, their empty flute, from one place to the next, the exhibit tour folks just objected on principle and refused to pursue the event after this was brought forward. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. You know, it, the the city of Wausau could have sought a waiver from the state, you know, for this law, and it turns out that those are, are given on a relatively regular basis. You know, places like La Crosse and Milwaukee, they have these, you know, the Third Ward block party that's a that gets a, a permit and a waiver from the state. You know, these these events where you know dudes are people are walking around in the streets with a beer. You know, as part of the event, it's, you know, it's, it's, you can get a waiver from the state, but the city of Wausau, for whatever reason, and the organizers of the event dug their heels in and, and, uh, and wouldn't seek out the, the waiver. At the time, I wrote a piece, say, I wrote about how, uh, if it's about the art and the community, dump your goddamn wine out. <laughs> you know, if, if it's really about that, if it, you know, if you really want to hang out with your friends and you really want to see the art on the wall, then you would you can dump your wine in a bucket as you walk from one place to another. 
and I and I still to this day believe that digging one's heels in on that issue was stupid, was dumb. But at the same time, Lisa Rasmussen was on the council at the time, and she was the one who championed the the stopping of the exhibit tour event because of this reason. And it it was just another thing where the city could have said, "Hey, this is a great event. This really is something that we're proud of. We're going to support it." But instead, what they did is a city councilman dug her heels in and, and put Tom in a position where he said, no, if, you, if we can't get what we want, we're not going to get anything at all. And that's the problem. Exactly. Right. There's, I mean, that's the, that's the bigger problem. But it's, it's this, this sort of constant garbage culture that doesn't seek to do any, that doesn't seek to do anything other than what they think is cool downtown you know i you know i'm never going to shop at that bookstore downtown again not that they have a lot of books but you know i why just because i just think that she in my head every interaction i've ever had with her she just feels like the cultural leader of the let's not let wasa be fun movement (laughs) you know and it and i don't know if there's any accuracy to that at all but it just it's just sort of this thing where you know it's it's always talking about the historical beauty of downtown and how it's a shame that downtown is changing so much and it's like look downtown has to change because downtown has to grow you know if we're we can't we can't keep the the bunny in a cage the bunny eventually wants to get out and get a little bigger I don't know where that metaphor came from. I don't either. That doesn't really work. Yeah. But, you know. One of the worst offenders, though, as far as business owners go, is the antique mall. Oh, yeah? The antique store woman. Yeah. Oh, she's terrible. Who is that? I don't know what her name okay. is, but I would recognize her if I saw her. Okay. And she, yeah, she's given a lot of problems to people in the downtown and complains about a lot of things and, you know, didn't want to participate in things like exhibit tour whatever else was happening. I know for a while they were trying to, I think it was Mark, our friend Mark Craig was trying to keep the businesses open downtown longer. Right. Because everybody closes at 5 p.m. Yes. But then there's things like, you know, malarkeys and jalapenos and the concerts on the square where people come down for these events and no one is open. Right. So they get no benefits from downtown. Um, and she was one of the one of the people that fought it hardest early on. I don't know if that's still the case, but yeah, she's one of those people where I just I don't want to give her my business because of the grief that she gave our the friend. downtown yeah. organizers, our friend, and and everybody else. It's you know there were other people involved that were that probably came to Mark and said you know this is a good idea. We'd all like to stay open just one night a week until you know seven eight o'clock and. And I know that she refused, and it was just one of those things that, you know, she wanted she wanted the support of the downtown leaders, but she didn't want to support them when they wanted something from her. Wow, I didn't know that, but I mean, it's just we we do this thing where it's for the the what were they the the tamale people that food truck? Oh yeah, I right. Mean, yeah, so she was nuts. Like right. I tried to defend her, but you know, eventually she even turned on me. You right, know, and just went out of her mind. And uh, but, for anybody that doesn't remember that, the three people that are listening, there was a food truck 
and they sold tamales and they were crazy popular but they got caught dumping garbage down into the sewers and then they turned around and what what was somehow she attacked the city yeah blaming the city for something or trying to sue them i forget what it was she she, uh uh main street sort of colluded to uh put together an ordinance kind of banning food trucks right and so she you know she wanted everybody to to fight main street and i was more than willing to fight main street for her but eventually you know when you're standing next to a crazy person you're like look I, I'm not going to fight for you because you're freaking nuts. So you're on your own. Right. And that's and that's sort of. And then she turned on me, and she turned on Rosenberg, and she turned on every Mark. She turned on everybody who was trying to defend her because we weren't defending her rabidly enough, or whatever. And and that's fine, you know. And now we have a half a dozen food trucks downtown on a regular right. basis, and they're know? crazy popular. And yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny how things work out. Right, exactly. People love them, but they just hated these two people. You know, they just used this incident dumping hot dog water or whatever the shit they were dumping into the sewer as as a lever against, you know, progress, if you will. But there was a lot of there was a lot of pushback from businesses too. Right. Like brick and mortars. Oh yeah. Against right. these food trucks. And right. now, I mean, they I it's amazing to hear that people talk about food trucks and right. to see them around and to see people interested in them. And yeah, I mean, there's I fo- no more pushback. Right. I follow what th- I think I follow three Central Wisconsin food trucks on Twitter, like the Taco Guy, the the Hunan, whatever the shit that that big beautiful truck is. Hunan. Yeah, and then something else, you know. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like the Taco Guy, I really like the Taco Guy's tacos, but. Did you see the size of that chicken? You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, just I don't know that that was more than three or four years ago that we had that we were in the middle of that fight with her. No, you know? and and so it's it's just exhausting to watch this, you know. And I don't know, maybe that's just the nature of of life that there's this constant discussion about things and progress and not progress, but it really does become. Like the thing with the 400 block and alcohol, aside from the just absolute absurdity of it, it just becomes exhausting to have another thing to talk, another struggle to have. And in the the, it's funny. I was thinking about why one of the, it's it really when Pat told me, oh, it's gonna they're gonna ban it at four o'clock. That really just for me, it's it's funny because that is a trigger. So I, I, and I was thinking about why I, cause I really got upset with four o'clock and it, it came down to, uh, I don't like arbitrary things. <laughs> so when I, when I was a kid, it, it always seemed like my, my parents would be like, you got to go out and mow the lawn. Okay. okay <laughs> right now. Yes. Right now. But why can't I mow it in an hour? Well, no, you have to do it right now. Oh, okay. Or like my dad would be like, I need you to go out and wax my car. <laughs> and the deal is, so like looking back on it now, I'm sure that his car needed to be waxed and the lawn needed to be mowed, but it all felt so arbitrary. Like, they're, like it, okay, if I, could you have asked me that 45 minutes ago or can you ask me that in 45 minutes from now? Yes, to both of those. So right now doesn't mean anything. It's in... And I think I'm a little bit contrarian in that because I don't know that that's, or, or 
I don't know that that's a normal thing, but like when I was a busboy when I was 15 years old, and the and the manager would say that said this to me, well, if you got time enough to lean, you got time enough to clean. And the deal was, yeah, that's true, but I'm going to clean it at 10 o'clock when the restaurant's closed anyway. So why not just let me stand here still until 10 o'clock when I'm going to do all of the work anyway? Why do I have to do it now so that I can do it later? Well, you know? because they pay you right, to exactly. do work. Exactly. They pay me to do work, and so I'm on the clock. So it's not about completing a task. It's a, it was about the arbitrary nature of work. And so that used to that still to the I'm 45 and that still pisses me off when somebody's like, hey, you want to you need to do this right now. And I'm like, I don't I know for a fact I don't need to do this right now, you know, because I'm an adult and I know that I don't need to do this right now. But some people think, you know, and so when Pat said four o'clock, I'm like, well, why not two o'clock? Why not seven in the morning? Why four o'clock? And he didn't have he didn't have an answer for me. You Did know? nobody ask that question? Nobody even bothered to ask that question, I don't think. You know? I think we should investigate that because I bet that's when the buses come to pick that group up. Okay. Let's we're so we're gonna I don't, right now. I don't know for sure, but I, I would I would venture that that's when the buses come to pick these group of people up, if indeed they are being dropped off and just left to hang out yeah. all day. And the the city knows that. Yeah. I'm, okay, so I will ask, I will ask Mayor Milky that question. I will get an answer for that, and so I'm putting that in one note now. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's, I'm also writing it on a piece of paper, so I can put it in Evernote as well. No, I on. meant good luck getting oh. an answer. Oh, I thought you were making fun of one note. Okay, no, but that's I'm not. All right. I don't, I don't even use Evernote anymore. So, okay. um, yeah, I don't think I'll get an answer, and I don't, you know, and I. You know, I but but look at did you see the vote was unanimous? I was yeah. shocked that the vote was unanimous. I was really shocked that Tom Neal voted to accept this. Nope. And I and I sent him an email and I said, Hey, you know, I'm a little shocked that you did it. You know, obviously we've known each other for a long time and I'm sure that you had a reason and I you know, I hope everything's okay. And the thing is politics is, is you know, a lot about, you know, learning to fight, you know, on when you want like for example, Russ Feingold was the one senator who voted against the Gulf War, and so he he made a calculated decision that that that's a good story to be that guy. Whereas his opponents are like, well, that's a you're a bad guy, but he think he got something for it. So Tom, you know, voted with the crowd. So did Pat, you know. But so yeah. had they voted against the crowd, would there have been would would it not have passed? No, it would have passed. Okay, you know, there they would have been. Like the the total ban, except for the events, only received two votes, Lisa Rasmussen and Romy Wagner. Only two individuals voted for a complete ban on alcohol in the 400 block. And everybody voted for a, a, this partial arbitrary ban on alcohol in the 400 block. So, Yeah, I think that was some, not, not necessarily City Pages lobbying, but Oh yeah, I have a feeling that a lot of that had to do with you know the back of the mind idea that well this still lets City Pages put on these great concerts yep. that we both love. Right. So I'm going to vote for it so they can still somebody can still win out yeah. of all of this. Yeah. My problem with it is you know your idea of 
if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. You know, you were told that because they're paying you right. to do a job from this hour to this hour. And and you shouldn't be leaning. You should be working. So my problem is... Oh, sure. Take their side. No, no. I, <laughs> I'm... I read all of the documentation that you posted on Citizen Wausau, right. the, the city documentation. The, the police are not doing their job right. in all of this, but that's yep. never been brought up. Right. The whole thing has been blamed on these drunks yeah. when, in fact, these police, be it the two yellow bikers that are there all day long, you know, bicycling around the downtown area, or... The whole force, they're just, they're dropping the ball. Yeah. They're not doing their job. Right. And I don't know why that's not a conversation. That should be a conversation. Because I guarantee you, I think we've talked about this, I guarantee you if I, as a a 40-something, raised that kind of hell by myself, I'd be in jail. Yeah. Right. Right. But but you know like like that's the thing. So you know I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna conduct an experiment. I'm going to go buy a Miller Lite Tall Boy. You know, dump it out, wash it out, so there's no alcohol left. And I'm going to sit down t- and fill it full of iced tea or something, and sit downtown and drink out of it at two o'clock in the afternoon, and see what they do. You know, see what they are they going to come up to me and say something? Because they should. Because I'm violating the rule. You know, are they going to enforce the rule? But I don't think they will. I don't think that they will. And I and I don't think that, you know, it's fair to blame them for the arbitrary nature of me just showing up at 2 o'clock. But, you know, at the same time, the arbitrariness of this is what upsets me, you know, because the, the ordinances exist. You could have arrested people three days ago or you could have arrested them before the, the, the vote happened, but you didn't. You didn't do your job, and now we have to have more ordinances that curb the behavior of Jeff Hughes and his White Linen Society, or whatever the hell that thing is, you know, and it or you know just mom and pop wanting to have a Chardonnay when they're retired at two o'clock in the afternoon because old people are allowed to be drunk, you know, just they they've they've made a mountain now out of a molehill and the mountain will fall in on all of us because they just don't give a crap you know the the bigger problem is that they're not talking about the real issues i mean the fact that that urine and and peeing on the stage was brought up so many times right we're still concerned about drinking right they exactly that that group of people has probably destroyed the sidewalk underneath the tables yeah at which they sit you, none of these things, the right. destruction of property has been brought up yet. Right. No. Like, I am don't, not don't, allowed... Don't drink. I am not allowed to pee at the dog park. You know? It's it's just... It's public urination. Okay, that's a crime. You can be ticketed for that. You know? Yes, you Unless have you're be, on the 400 block. Unless you're on the 400 block, apparently. They're, we're not going to enforce public urination on the 400 block. So, yeah. So, anyway... That clearly, you and I both think that this is absurd. Correct. Okay, good. So then, you know, not that we ever manage to have endorsements, but do you have any? I do. I managed to get Yay! three of them this time. 
Good. So I, I have three in one note as well here. Um, so I'll let you start. Let me get Trello open here. Hold on. Aha, Trello. So the first of which is a new uh, photo filter app that I found. Okay. Well, that I, somebody, a couple people posted on Twitter. It's called Prisma. It's very cool. Okay. What does it do? It's just your typical photo filter app, but there's okay. just a lot of, just, I don't know, there's different options. There's a Mondrian option. There's some screaming, what is it? I lost my train of thought. I want the okay. screaming, the, the scream painting just okay. a lot of different classic paintings and it just does a really good job of creating some really neat images so that's my first okay so my first is um, a product called uh, Shaggy Mac so I uh, I work with a video editor and she she brought this to me it's like when I bought with both of my Macs or my MacBook Pro and my MacBook Air they all come with like that piece of towel or uh, paper right. towel that mm-hmm. you know separates the screen from the keyboard, and I you know I've kept that all these years like religiously, and you know she had this what what is a very small cloth that goes between the two, and it's from a company called Shaggy Mac, and so it like the 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 paper that goes between the keyboard of my MacBook Air. And the screen of the MacBook Air is just so delicate. Like, it became this weird sort of I'm handling the Constitution, you know, kind of thing when I take it out. But now with these cl- with this cloth, the, the thing that I like about it is, one, it was very inexpensive. And two, it's just like a regular cloth. So it's a v- it's hundred times, a thousand times more durable, so I don't have to worry about it. So. And it's just clean, just clean the keyboard? Actually, actually, all I use it for is... When I close the, I set it on top of the keyboard. When I close the laptop. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's all I do with it. Oh, that'll be great for my voice. Oh shit, I think I must have been sucker punched Somebody's fist took my face and lush To tell the truth, I don't remember that much God damn it, I was sucker punched Well, I had a lot of thoughts while lying on the floor I really couldn't take no shit no more If I ever get up, I'm gonna show him the door Man, I hope I said something really good just I got sucker punch Somebody's fist took my face to lush To tell the truth I can't remember that much God damn it, I was sucker punch This used to happen to my dad a bunch He popped his mouth off a little too much Some motherfucker got as big as a bus Set him up with a sucker punch 
to get up on my hands and knees Looking all over for my dignity I see him walking away, he got his back to me If I could only straighten up past 90 degrees You know, I think I'd hit him with a sucker punch Consider one of the silicone covers. I have, and I just sort of—I've never seen one in practice. So, I—I, I, you know, I, I'm really kind of drawn to things that I can see and look at and go, "Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me." The other, you know, I've never seen the silicone cover. Happy Mac has a lot of them. Okay. You could probably—I don't know if you can take them out of the package and look at them, but they're pretty slick. We have a black one covering ours, so they're somewhere. Olivia took it off somewhere. It's not on right now, but anyway, work nice. Uh, okay, number two is I don't have a. I have to find the link for it, but someone at work sent me a. They found it on StumbleUpon, and it was a, a breakdown of enhanced Google search tools. Whoa. Oh yeah, it was cool. I mean, you things that you could put into the, the search field to refine your results like say you were searching for socks and you would search something like socks colon url something there's set terminology but then it would only find it would only return results that had the word socks in the url okay or you know in the title or within the paragraphs or something and there's a lot of those different breakdowns of things there's just it's very cool. So that sounds neat. Um, yeah. So my second one is uh, the service Google Play, and I'll and I'll expand upon my experience. So Google Play, for the most part, is pretty awesome. I'm uh, I was. You know, Spotify is better. Spotify is better, <laughs> totally better. Um, and we have, you know, I post a playlist every Monday from Spotify. Um, but so like every now and then I rent a new release movie on Google Play mm-hmm. and uh, 
or I like I've bought a couple of them, you know, because I travel and stuff. So you know, I'm a, I'm a movie guy. It would kill time, and so I bought a couple of films. But like I I've bought movies or rented movies, and then I haven't gotten to watch them. Which is normally, you know, if you don't watch, if you rent the the, the product, and then you don't watch it. Google just takes it away because that's the way it works. You know, you rented a thing, you didn't watch it. It's not their fault. But like. I, one time I just asked them for a refund and they're like, yep, no problem. Every time I've asked Google for a refund or for help with something, there are actual people who work at Google who talk on the phone. Wow. Like today I, I've been having a problem with my Chromecast. Right. So I sent a, a, a tweet to, to Google Cast support. They sent me a DM with a form to fill out. And within one minute... A human being called me. Wow. And I'm like, you work for Google. He's like, yes. I'm like, this seems so, like, it seems so weird, you know. But if you, like, I pay, we pay for the Google apps for business, for, for uh, my email account and stuff. And, like, there you can request a phone call from Google and people will call. There are people. Google has people, wow. you know. And they're really quite responsive. And I, I was I was shocked by that, you know, because it's this, you know, Google's this monolith, you know, so. Right. But apparently people work there. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. So what do you got? My last one is I'm going to endorse a person. Oh. And I've never met her. But Nora Hertel. Oh. Did a hell of a job with this whole drinking ban thing because I wasn't there. I couldn't follow it. It wasn't live streamed, but she was live tweeting about it. So I was getting all of the updates as they happened. And it was, it was just really great to be a, a part of that when I'm not actually being a part of it. So I'll give her yeah, a shout out. I, I really, yeah, I really agree. I think Nora does a good job, you know, for, for Gannett or for the USA Today because I think that's what they are now right. covering covering the news in our community. I think Laura cover or Nora covers that stuff pretty well, and I think she's also a dog park person, so that's well, kind of nice. That's um, good. Yeah, and then so uh, my last one is Amazon Prime Day. I feel, oh, no. I feel very consumerish right now, but um, so I managed to get my mother a brand new Kindle Fire seven inch for $30 <laughs> and I got a new Yeti microphone for this podcast for $100 off nice which means that I can now hand down my blue snowball microphone to my par- podcast partner Eric which I'm and, very excited about and he'll have one and I'll have one and I just thought like I I don't know what I you know if, if Amazon Prime Day is just another way to move product I'm sure it probably is, but I got to tell you, there is something magical about getting an uh, iPad or a, a Kindle Fire for thirty-three bucks. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to use it, but now, but now she'll have like, and it's going to be here tomorrow. And I and uh, is that a tablet? Yeah, it's a tablet. It's their tablet, and so I was trying to talk. Best Buy had those that uh, for thirty-nine dollars on Black really? Friday. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I was trying to talk everybody into buying them because there were a lot of people in my family that wanted tablets. And right. I was like, well, you should get this. It's $39. Yeah. 
and you you know like you start thinking about it and like my what did my ipad mini cost 300 bucks right or whatever and i'm like okay so yes it does it does different things they, they really are different but uh at the end of it you know like I, i'm you i think i'm using my kindle fire or my ipad mini in a way that very few other human beings do i'm using it as essentially a small keyboard or small computer but you know like the kindle fire is really just a consumption of media device and sort of checking your email it's not you know but at the same time that's what my ipad mini does you know it's just because i have this you know microsoft makes apps for it that i can do my writing on there and save it to OneDrive. but you know ultimately the kindle fire is is such a cool way to sell things for amazon I was, I'm, you know, once you sort of start unpacking what the device does for Amazon, like it's it's thirty dollars because it has commercials on it. So, oh, like, you know, wow. you, you turn it on, and there's a a, a promo for whatever that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger app is, whatever that's called, Heroes of War, or whatever. Oh, that's sure. You know, there's it it just runs through these specials, and so it has these embedded ads. For, and that's how they monetize what what I'm assuming is probably a, a, a device that they sell at a loss. And the other thing that they sold that day, which I was shocked, two Amazon phones that I hadn't heard of before. Hmm. And so if we all remember the Kindle Fire was or the Kindle phone was horrible or right. so far ahead of its time that it was horrible. But <laughs> uh, so what they did was they took uh, one of the two Android devices the Motorola G4, which I, on principle, I love the Motorola products, and the the Android com- the phone company BLU Blue, mm-hmm. and they took two of the, these phones and they essentially put the same uh, ad program on them that's on Kindle Fires. So like you open your phone and you get an ad, and then then you get past the ad and you're into your Android phone. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. And they just did it without telling anybody. And both of them, like the 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 blue phone was like eighty nine bucks, and the motor Motorola phone was a hundred nine bucks. Both off contract for GSM carriers. And it's you know, and I was reading it. And I'm like, well, Jesus, I'll just buy this as a backup phone. But I, you know, I'm just sort of such a snob that the last thing I want is ads on my phone every time I. Open right. It, you know, for whatever reason, I just sort of think that that's. It's funny because I'm just I just plugged all consumer shit. Um, <laughs> that level of, of you know kind of crass consumerism I don't want anything to do with, except right now, you know. So I don't want you plugging it to me. Right, exactly. I don't, yeah, I'm gonna I wanna, plug it I wanna, for I wanna, you. Yeah, I want to tell how awesome your shit is, but you don't tell me how awesome your shit is. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, that uh, that was my. Last. Did you have another one? I don't think so. I don't think so. Good. So, there was uh, a Mr. Robot in there. Oh, Mr. Robot. Oh, Mr. Robot. In have, there. have you seen the first one yet? I got. I I downloaded. Uh, Charter has a an app or Spectrum has an okay. app, and uh, I downloaded it and got to watch uh, probably half of the okay. second part of it. So. So wait, the second part. What what what's the second part? Well, it was like you. It was in like an hour and a half show. Okay, right. Hour and a half season premiere, and they released the first forty-five minutes oh, up okay. to what it was an intermission on Twitter on Monday. Okay. 
So I saw that first 45 okay, minutes. Okay. And then they hit me with an intermission and said, you know, you got to watch the second part on Wednesday. And I was like, God damn you, people. Okay. Um, so since I don't have a, you know, right, you don't have a TV, TV right now, I was able to watch it on my uh, phone. So, so you, you've seen the complete first episode. Yes. Wow, what did you think? Oh, it was something. I mean... Some, I have no idea what the hell is going on with that. I mean, so so there's. I'm going to do a little bit of spoiler action right now. The fact that they shot that guy in the bar, right? I was. I'm like, right? Yeah. I really liked him. I, you know, he was sort of the like one of the consciences of the show, you right. know, like, and they just killed him, you know, and yeah. But they also shot the main guy, right? So, but that really was all part going. of the, you know. That was pretend. I think that I don't think he really got shot. You know. But how do you know? Or how do you how do you know that the guy in the bar really got shot? Right. How do you know that he's not the good side of yeah. this this psychotic? Yeah. It's, Who knows? it's one of those things where I you know I was watching it and it and I just kept thinking of like Fight Club. You know, mm-hmm. like okay, who's Tyler Durden here and who's oh, yeah. Ed Norton? You know. Oh yeah. It's, is Christian Slater the real guy, or who's the real guy? Damn it! But I'm excited. I'm really excited. I think you know, I'm I'm really excited to see what happens this season because the first episode was a shocker to me. You know, I could see the real guy becoming the real her, because his friend, that right. blonde, whatever she, yep. she took a turn. Yes, she, she be- took a turn for the evil. Yeah, she became somebody else altogether. You know, right. so that was kind of something. You know, the way. The way she told off that one woman, that was that was really aggressive and really defined. So, yeah, it was really good. So, Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, buddy. So this has been Here You Are, Wasa, episode number whatever the hell number this is. I don't even know where we're at. And uh, if you want to find us, we're on Twitter at hereyouarewasa.com. Or Citizen. Holy fuck. <laughs> we are at Twitter at here. You, Here are, you are letters. You are Wasa. Um, we're on Facebook as well. If you want to be a part of the podcast, you know, if you got something to say, please reach out and find us on Twitter or, or Facebook, and maybe we'll, you know, maybe or we'll, at our website. Yeah. Here you are Wasa.com. That's right. Here you are Wasa.com. So, all right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later.
You're not mine to die for anymore So I 